0: Are you the Quantum Mechanics? Yes, we are the Quantum Mechanics. with the Paranormal Podcast for the believers, the doubters and everyone in between. Um Ben, oh, it's kind of felt like we needed to talk about all the UFO stuff that's going on over, you know, things being shot down over America and stuff. But part of me is like, uh, it's the same old story, isn't it? Uh, yeah. You just don't know where you are. It's like, oh, is this signs that... The Chinese have got some secret technology or could it be UFOs? You just fall down the same rabbit holes whenever we talk about that subject, right?
1: Well, I think the news this morning was the American military's given up looking for the ones they shot down. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, either this is a massive display of incompetence or there's, there's another story to this. It just seems so weird.
0: Yeah, it did, because um, of all the Chinese connection, it did make me think about the Tic Tac UFO. I know we talked about it being some kind of secret technology that either the Americans were trying out on themselves um, in the Nimitz incident, or, yeah. or whether it was, you know, some foreign power like a Chinese thing. And so, but yeah, I just almost feel like we could
1: speculate all day long and just not get anywhere, right? I think the other people with more abilities than us uh, in this space can't get any answers I I was tuned to Micah Hanks and um, he's you know I mean not struggling but he's finding out as much as anybody I don't think that we're supposed to know the answer
0: yeah maybe kind of um, opaque-ness is the order of the day deliberately
1: it does seem odd though that they would send a fighter jet up to shoot something down And then say, oh, we can't find find what we shot down.
0: Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, well, let's not fall down that rabbit hole. No. Now, uh, you sent me a text last week. Should we start with that? Or
1: do you want to kind of get us into the episode No, no, no. So you did a great experiment last week. And um, I thought, ah, I need to do one. So I won't tell you what the experiment was, but I asked you to look out for things that had happened in your life which were particularly lucky either in work or finance mm. and I don't want to go into the intricacies of like mortgage repayments or anything but I I spoke to you on Friday and said so did anything happen and you said maybe a couple of things
0: yes uh, again I don't want to go into kind of personal details but there is something that we've been trying to get a conclusion to Uh, And we, it could have gone either way. We kind of felt we weren't getting anywhere with it. And then midweek, we had a really good result on it. Um, So it was quite a major thing. And both me and the family were like, wow, that's amazing. So, yes, something did happen. There's another couple of things I thought about. It was weird because, like you said, I didn't know why I was looking out for things. You still don't. And I still don't. Um, There was... there were a few little things where I thought uh, this is the opposite. So I don't know, an example was I had a meeting during the week that I had to drive to and I didn't check my emails before I left and I left and it was cancelled. So I got there and realised it was cancelled. So I basically wasted about an hour and 20 minutes driving to a meeting that didn't exist. So I was like, oh, is that kind of counters anything positive happening and there was a few little bits like that but having said that I and again as Ben said I have no idea why I was looking out for these things it did slightly change my psychology during the week because things like little things happening that would have been annoying and frustrating I almost shrugged off kind of going yeah it's fine. And I think it was because I was looking out for good things. It almost changed me into a more positive frame of mind, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, it definitely does make sense. Well, I'm going to tell you at the end what the experiment was. Oh, you're going to leave me waiting the whole well, episode? Well, there's, there's a good reason for it. There's a good reason okay. for it. You might guess. If you do guess, yeah. um, let me know. All right, cool. But this week, I want to talk about the power of words i did start off with the power of spells and then i realized actually they're not too too dissimilar because it occurred to me like this week or last week or the week before um when i was look- walking through town where i live there was lots of kids dressed up as harry potter and i guess that's because the new game is out right and they're all walking around with their ones if um they're they're either pieces of twig or if their parents are multi-billionaires the official ones <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i thought that's really interesting why do we talk about spells because when you're a kid spells like a half your life even before harry potter you got sooty with his magic one haven't you yeah, and yeah. Izzy wizzy let's get busy i think was his one and and magicians at uh, your kids birthday parties they're all big you know
0: you've got some amateur magician who'll turn up and do your kid's birthday
1: that's right that's right so i thought why where why do we talk about spells what does it mean where does it all come from and then the stories are a lot more interesting the history it's really easy to uncover basically and it was it was new to me the root word for magic it comes from the greek term match which refers to a tribe in persia and their religion, which is Zoroastrianism. Zoroastrianism, even if I can get my teeth in properly. And I guess there'll be a lot of you who knew that, but I didn't know that. And when they were casting spells, which is what we call it now, they were uttered by sorcerers and they were addressed to gods, fire entities, fire itself, salt, even grain. And these spells are ubiquitous. So why, what did people think that they were doing? Well, they were certainly conjuring entities. That is what they were They were doing. They're asking for the help of somebody else to do a specific thing.
0: So this ties into almost, sounds almost pagan-like, that there are spirits for different, almost sections of your life,
1: and you summon up certain ones to help you with certain things? That's right, that's yeah. right. And then what you do with the spell itself whether you light something or you eat something or you sacrifice something all depends on who it is you're summoning and then there's this really interesting angle to it about um, magic in ancient greek and rome using spells to bind people this was the main thing and it hadn't even occurred to me that this was a thing but it bound people to different outcomes like sporting events business affairs personal stuff like love, revenge, and they had uh, known formulas and named individual parties like gods and people um, who might be able to help with that. And the connection of the spell, the, the intention via that entity to that person bound a particular result. So if you wanted to be married to... You know, Floella over there. You bound yourself to Floella using the appropriate entity to do that. Right. And these these um, binding spells were absolutely. Well, I wouldn't say they were ubiquitous, but when people believed it, boy, they really believed it. And they wrote them down, and they were carried around with the person until they came to pass. So you have them stored on amulets, and they ask sorcerers and wise people to write them down for them. They wear them like fashion accessories. And then, of course, we get to the reason why you speak them, because not everybody could read or write. Right. So it gets passed down. And that is the reason why they're so often used out loud. Now, obviously, the not just now that we have the power to write things down, people still speak it. And there's various theories around that about like um choosing and focusing your attention. Because I was, it occurred to me, like, if you just think, if there's a deity and you just think what you want to happen, surely they'd be able to know. But perhaps you wouldn't be focused enough. That seems to be... Um, the common uh, reason why people would, would say these things out loud. I wonder
0: also if it's... Uh, th- there's a couple of other things it could be, isn't there? It's almost by acknowledging it out loud, it feels like more of a commitment than just thinking it. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're almost... You're putting it out there, really, from your brain out into the world by verbalising it. Yeah. I also wondered whether... The written things, you almost you could see why, that, actually, for the people who are doing the spells, that's quite a good business model. If you could just think them up yourselves, then you wouldn't need
1: them, would you? That is a very good business model. And it's a very good point because we did used to think, when looking back at these societies, that when I said ubiquitous, I accidentally misspoke. Um, my point was they weren't ubiquitous. It turns, turns out like there was a widespread belief in this but there was also a widespread belief in the in the the religions of the time so whilst both had gods and both involved magic manipulating uh being manipulated by something magically if you sort of mean like a deity one relied on supplication and offerings and hopes very much like you might describe a prayer the other is a very purposeful statement of fact and you believe it to become true so there's a real belief one is a i hope this happens the other is a i believe this definitely will happen because somebody i trust has written it down for me given me that that spell and told me it's going to happen so i'm definitely going to marry. Flóella, whether it's today or tomorrow or whenever which is very different to please god let me marry Flóella. oh it wasn't to be god's will you see there's that there's that difference
0: So uh, that's interesting I, so i wonder if that almost maybe over time as well they even separated out even more because if you well i'm thinking of it from a, a christian religion point of view it's more more generic, isn't it? Do good things, and good things will happen to you. Yeah, yeah. Whereas almost, almost wishing for something specific in a way can almost feel a bit. Uh, what's the word? It feels wrong. Do you know what I mean? It feels like you're mercenary. St- yeah, and I wonder if that's why it almost became a. Uh, a bit more of an occulty vibe to it than a than a basic religion.
1: Well, it it's that and of course the people practicing the spells tend to believe in different gods and deities to the ones that are being preached mm. in the traditional churches. And that is why um your dog is oh, <laughs> casting a spell I'll on you talk, to go out keep the, keep the studio. Talk, <laughs> that is why there is an unhappy um relationship between magic with a k and the church sometimes and this manifests itself in earlier problems where um magicians were were persecuted then they were revered um the the thing with the witch now the witch trials Mm. that is obviously about the devil but spells come into it and there's a real sort of danger of this um Uh, people believing that rather than this well that kind of also again
0: maybe it's a trope rather than something that's true but there was lots of people who were actually accused of witchcraft who were healers right who were using yeah that's right who were using herbs and things like that things passed down and that almost became a sign of that and again i wonder if that's because it's all it's almost that specific nature of it rather than a generalized behavioral
1: trait that you're trying to put out there do you know what I mean oh 100% yeah and and that makes people you know because the the difference between using herbs and using herbs in an incantation to bring forth a deity that you don't believe in or don't Mm. wish to have around they are they're very similar uh and and they could be misconstrued and it's also worth saying um that the word spell simply means a story um um, yeah. And I, I, I hadn't cottoned on to that no, either. either. It, that's the original word. One of the earliest uses of... Uh, well, one of the earliest stories written down is, of course, Beowulf. Yeah. And that was described as a spell, not because it's what we understand as a spell. It's because it's written down as a story. And it's what it really refers to is a certain order of words, one after the other, which convey a particular meaning that's really what spell means and so you know you could say Roald Dahl wrote a load of spells it's just mm-hmm. using the old English term for it right but this you know where I crash back to Harry Potter is that is why you sometimes get far-right Christian root groups burning Harry Potter books because of this uneasy relationship between mainstream religion and whatever is being practiced in the spell work at the time. So I that got me onto thinking what you were saying there. Is there, is there some sort of effect where you were saying you went through the week much more positive? Mm. How does that carry through? Is there any scientific evidence that if you believe something is going to come to pass, it will come to pass, the power of the mind? Mm. So the words become thoughts and it becomes the power of the mind. And I found this absolutely incredible document. It's a it's another one of these um scientific papers and it's many many pages long, but I've distilled it down a bit. It's called <laughs> Voodoo Death by Walter Bradford Cannon, MA, MD. Wow. And great name for a band. <laughs> yeah, voodoo, voodoo, de- voodoo Death. It is actually and i bet there is one there's bound to be isn't there i'm sure there is yeah their cover would be great and he cites various different um sources talking about where voodoo has led to the death of somebody either anecdotally or you know via whatever means and he talks about uh, a case uh, from south africa and it's reported by uh, Soras de Souza, And he is somebody who's a Portuguese explorer and naturalist. 1540 to 1591, in case you're checking your dates there and want to send him a birthday card. <laughs> and he was the first to observe instances of death amongst the... Now, uh, we always have pronunciation issues here. The Tupinambas Indians, I think is how you say it. Tupinab- 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 Tupinambas. Good. Tupinambas. I'm going to say Tupinambas. And what he saw was death induced by fright when men were condemned and sentenced by a so-called medicine man. Thus, the chief or medicine man gains the reputation of exercising supernatural power. So it's this idea of if you if you end up with a unfortunate set of circumstances where death is threatened and death happens, then it's backwards engineered into giving that person power. Mm. And they then go on to use intimidation uh, to, uh, to enhance these powers and become uh, this belief system where if they say you're going to die, you are going to die. And so this was reported way, way back, you know, in, let's say, the 50s, 60s. Then he cites another book. It's called New Zealand and its Aborigines. And there is an account of a Maori woman who, having eaten some fruit, was told that it had been taken from a tabooed place. She exclaimed that the sanctity of the chief had been profaned and that his spirit would kill her. This incident occurred in the afternoon. The next day, about 12 o'clock, she was dead. Mm. And according to the author of this book, they say uh, that this, this belief of taboo, they describe it as an awful weapon I have seen a strong young man die. The author declares, the same day he was torped, which is the the word for it. The victims die under it as though their strength had ran had ran out just as water. It's interesting. As you were talking about it,
0: I was. Um, it, it's maybe it's a smaller version of this. I remember we had that debate about haunted artifacts. And, yes, and we talked about uh, those fake haunted dolls on eBay that you can buy, Uh, you know, with just some kind of crappy old backstory and they're these weird-looking dolls that people have made. And we both agreed from a paranormal point of view there was nothing spooky about them, but we both agreed that we wouldn't have one in our house. Do you remember? We were saying, let's just buy one and see, and then it was like both of us went, no, actually, I don't want to do that. So this is something where me and you both believed this item was not haunted in any shape or form just a scam but we still wouldn't buy one and have one in the house just in case because somehow by acknowledging in that context gave it power it's kind of what you're talking about this is a more extreme version right
1: it is it is and and it gets even it gets even weirder so there's an account from a dr lambert who's at the working for the western pacific health service and this is um, much more up-to-date this is in the 19th century and he's working at a mission in northern Queensland and in that mission there are both um, native converts so converts to Christianity Uh, also there is um, the people that the doctor brought with him Westerners and local indigenous tribes and there's this case of uh, a gentleman called Rob and he's a native who's been converted he's he he no longer believes or so he says in the traditional religion and has become a christian now i'm not judging the morals of this but you know it's a bit um yes uh, different times but um dr lambert is called to his tent because he's really well he's really unwell and but he can't find any reason for this he's got no fever there's no complaints of pain no symptoms of any known disease but the doctor realizes this guy is really seriously ill and extremely weak and then he's told that rob had had a bone pointed at him by one of the elders in the tribe nebo and he was convinced that the consequence of that was that he must die Mm. now Dr. Lambert is having none of this. He doesn't believe in this at all. And he goes to this elder, Nebo, and again, different times. He threatens him sharply and says he's going to stop feeding him if he doesn't doesn't go speak to Rob and tell him that the spell is no longer on him. Nebo agrees, goes to see Rob, and he leans over Rob, and he says to the sick man, it's a mistake, it was a joke, I hadn't actually pointed a bone at you. It was a joke. And the relief is palpable and instantaneously Rob gets better. He stands up, he goes back to work that evening and he's in possession of all his physical strength.
0: So that's a bit like, it's like the opposite of the placebo effect and then the
1: placebo effect comes back in. Well, we're going to come on to the placebo effect because it it does seem very, very similar. Yeah. So going from those cases in in remote lands and some of them historical there is a much more up-to-date one that happens in australia in the 90s have you come across the strange case of christopher case no this this is fascinating so he's quite christopher case is quite a big um i suppose I'm going to call him executive, I guess. He runs one of the big lift music companies that were around at the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. What well, music you get played in lifts? Is that what you mean, or the, is that something different?
1: The music you get played in lifts. Oh, literally. So. Yes, yeah, well. exactly. Which was a, which was a big deal at the time. Um, this is in America. I do apologize. Not Australia. It's in America. Um, and uh, it, there's this place in Seattle where all these lift music companies um, hung out. And he goes to a meal. Basically, the long and short of it, he goes to a meal. And during that meal, a woman comes on to him. And he's not interested. He's tired. He's doing business here. He's not interested in any of that. He wants to go back to his room. Was she seeing Love in an Elevator? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that might have wooed. <laughs> that, might, that might have wooed. My works, right? But no, he didn't he didn't go back with her and before he leaves the table to go back home she pulls him over and she says i'm a witch i'm going to kill you i've put a spell on you you're going to die in seven days wow which is a pretty extreme reaction that is that's pretty
0: extreme isn't it it's like that book um i don't think it was under his name stephen king wrote a book called thinner i don't know if you've ever oh, read that he's yeah, yeah. under an assumed uh, uh another name but um he the guy i think he kills somebody in a car crash who puts a curse on him and he he just keeps getting thinner and thinner and doesn't
1: matter how much he eats yeah it sounds, sounds similar it's very weird well on returning back home bearing in mind she said seven days things immediately start to get weird for him and he thinks he starts seeing shadows he's whispering around the house he calls some of his friends and says he's worried but they say look you've you've probably been drugged you should go and see a doctor the doctors can't find anything wrong um he ends up going to a a occult shop buying a book about black magic long and short of it is he's found dead in his apartment seven days later The police say there's no sign of a crime, there's no sign of violence, there's no sign of robbery or foul play. There are 10 burned down candles and multiple crucifixes are found around his house. Lines of salt have been poured along the base of the apartment walls. He is in his bathtub, but it's completely empty. He definitely didn't drown. And the police then start investigating and one of his friends tells... Um, the police that she had had several phone calls from him before his body was found saying that he believed that something evil was happening to him but he did not believe in witchcraft and nobody seemed to be able to help him in the end the cause of death was recorded as scared to death that was the official literally on the document literally on the document it was recorded as being scared to death Wow, that's amazing. Because there was nothing else they could find. It just seems like he stopped living. And did they try and track down the witch? No, no they that is the really interesting thing. I looked into it. That would be the one you want, isn't it? You'd want to speak to her. Well, because you kind of... If I was
0: uh, investigating it, there would be a bit of me that goes, well, she's kind of threatened him in some senses. Yeah, that's right. She, forgetting all the witchcraft stuff, she could have done it in a different way do you know what i mean drugged him or done something to him you think you would try and track her down
1: yeah that's right and you would perhaps you know i guess there are people who would say well did she perhaps put an untraceable drug into his drink maybe something like that and yeah it's possible it is possible a bit extreme though isn't it i mean she's a bit psycho yeah. to have done that that's very bunny boilery isn't it but it is a, it is the strangest case I've come across where you could say that an incantation played a part. But it's really, really similar to those cases there with yeah. the tribesmen and the belief that... But I think what the difference
0: is, which is the, maybe the most amazing bit about that story, it doesn't sound like he was some big believer or had a huge interest in the occult or anything like that. But literally within seven days, one conversation turned him into somebody who's got crucifixes everywhere and putting salt under his doorway and kind of cowering in the bath and scaring himself to death. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he does, there are definite reports that people he spoke to, normal people who aren't into the occult at all, said that he was relaying that his apartment felt strange. In fact, one night, he left his apartment to go and stay in a hotel. Wow. Because he was so scared of what was going on. And it was quite a distance away from where the supposed spell was put on him. But, you know, there are other people that say, well, perhaps he'd been living the high life, perhaps he had bent his brain a bit in the past on Mm. cocaine and too much drinking and... He was feeling vulnerable. He was living alone in this flat. Right, so some kind of psychosis. Some, uh, yeah. yeah, psychosis. There are various people that talk about that psycho- psychosis as a part of this case. Right. But still, it is odd that there is there is no cause of death. Really odd. Well, that, they officially you put it as scared to death as
0: well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. if you were going to turn that into some kind of horror film, I, I just think you could have an amazingly spooky scene where he's in a lift, and the lift music just turns really bizarre, and the spells coming out It could be quite
1: a powerful scene. That couldn't it? It could, it could, and it also made me think about um, Lisa Lamb, the 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 lady who was filmed being strange in the lift, and then was found in a water tank. Right. Uh, yes. You yeah. wonder whether a, you know, whether there is a certain criteria for belief in the paranormal crossed with um, perhaps some personal vulnerabilities mm. and the, the the cases go together and if somebody tells you right oh, you are going to die drowning next week you make it so yeah yeah um it isn't the magic you make it so well it's making me think a little bit
0: uh back to weirdly the one we did last week about time about this the um the author of the book that i covered last week saying that people um that we as human beings are almost using our memories to try and predict the future mm-hmm. and that and that's how we've evolved over time so it, this what you're talking about whether it's some kind of psychosis brought on by anything or, or some manipulation, if that's how we're programmed, when you've got almost a premonition of something terrible happen, do you almost start falling into patterns which will make it more likely in some way?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. But what if it's the other way round? Yeah, okay. What if you believe that something good is going to happen? And now I want to tell you about Mr. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Mr. This is from Scientific American, this report. Mr. Wright is a man who was dying of cancer. Like, really, really terrible cancer. His lymph nodes were the size of oranges. But he read a report about a drug, and why are they always so hard? Crebizotin. I'm going to call it crebizotin. Yeah, why not? He became convinced that this drug would cure him he's bedridden at this point and he convinces the doctors and they think well we might as well try it right there's nothing it can't get any worse he's going to die very shortly he's he's literally fighting for breath when he gets his first injection three days later he's walking around the unit he's joking with the nurses His tumours are half the size they were just three days ago. Ten days later, he's discharged from hospital. This is a man they didn't think was going to last the night. And yet, no other patients in the hospital who had received that drug showed any improvement. Right. And the, the only difference between them is that Mr. Wright had read this very peer level document uh, that was you know meant for other doctors you know it's not it's not something that you read in The times or something saying that how effective this drug would be when well, that's where the problem comes because over the next two months mr Wright starts reading press reports questioning uh, the efficacy of the drug wow. and he suffers a relapse and the doctors decide to lie to him about it they say to him no 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 what you've got is an approved, du- improved, doubly effective version wow. of the drug. And um, we're going to get it in tomorrow for you. That's that's what you're going to be having. Mr. Wright is ecstatic. The doctor's given him an injection, which is just the same as the drug that he had before. He then improves Again. just like he did last time. And he walked out of the hospital symptom free. And he remained healthy until two months later, when <laughs> he read a study which exposed crebizon mm. as completely worthless, uh. and he died within days. It's, it's fascinating. But then I was
0: thinking, as you were saying it about those um, about those kind of sham. Healers in like South America who do that thing and they've got they use like chicken liver and stuff, you know what I mean? And they say they can cure your cancers, and and uh, people go, uh, the comedian, what's his name, Andy, um, Andy um Kaufman. Man in the Moon, yeah, yeah Andy mm-hmm. Kaufman. I think he, when he was in a bad way, went there to kind of be cured. So, so I, I guess the counter is there are lots of people who truly believe in it who sometimes turn down more traditional treatments because they feel that they can conquer it this way who have terrible outcomes from it so if it has worked in this guy's case from a a placebo and then hearing the negative as a negative placebo he must be a really rare case otherwise everybody who
1: just believed in something would get better do you know what i'm saying? That's true, and I thought you might say that. Okay. So here's an experiment which shows that it isn't about belief, and this is carried out by the colleague of the man who wrote this original paper by about Mister Wright, and this is by a psychologist who has got the most pleasing name, oh, Manfred ski and the ski is. Double barreled, so it's Shedlow Ski, which makes me think it's kind of like an activity holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a
0: really expensive um well was it like power is it powder white? Those kind of really expensive holidays that cost an absolute fortune but they're really good results. It's yeah. the same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Was it Shedlow Ski? Yeah, we did a Shedlow ski last yeah, year. Oh. Manfred was there. It cost it was, us a fortune, but it was lovely. It was all inclusive though. <laughs> yeah the fondue was incredible <laughs> they they operate out of the university of Duisburg essen in germany because of course they do but yeah. i could pronounce that so i thought i'd show off yeah. <laughs> and basically their injection is pretty simple sorry their, their um, uh, procedure is pretty simple they take a bunch of rats they give them an immunosuppressant drug it's the same sort that they use for um, stopping organs being rejected at transplant so the rats get a little bit sick at the same time they give them sweetened water then the effects of the drug wear off and they go back to normal water when they give them sweetened water again they start getting sick again their immune systems have begun to shut down again on the suggestion that they have associated sweetened water with a lowered immune system and there's no way they could have a belief system because how would a rat have a belief system
0: Mm.
1: so i think that is kind of Fascinating. It's reminded me a bit. I can't remember the exact
0: details of it, but there was that experiment, wasn't there? That that rat lab thing where they got the the rats addicted to morphine and stuff. Similar kind of outcomes. That I can't remember exactly the story, but it's, if you've not heard of that, it's worth looking up. It's
1: fascinating. Well, so the, basically, what what he where we get to is, you don't need to believe that it'll work or not for the placebo to work or not or for even a a drug to work or not sometimes and and you know this is coming through in drug trials now sometimes they have to not tell people what it's tried to cure because the placebo effect is too strong wow so what what's what's making the difference in that example then nobody knows Right, that's the big question that's the big question nobody knows rat park sorry not rat lab i was thinking about rat park Um, oh rat park yeah
0: that's it yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) rat lab there's lots of those on the internet um okay and weirdly actually while you were talking about that it made me think of that experiment you talked about where the premonition one where people were shown like pictures of flowers and gardens but seemed to be able to predict what was coming up yeah um but that kind of leads to some, all of this in a way leads. So if we take that example, that maybe people can, through the force of their mind, somehow change the image that they're actually going to see. Because it does, you know what I mean? They're some, changing
1: reality. Yeah, mm-hmm. which
0: it, that's what this is making me think about, even if they're not aware that they're doing it, you know. Anything that's not explained in that way always makes me go, oh, God, is that some
1: real quantum weirdness going on? That is a very interesting way of looking at it. I hadn't thought about it that way round. But, yes... Sorry, I keep thinking about Rat Park and Roland Rat, and it's really (laughs) (laughs) confusing. (laughs) Rat (laughs) Park! I'm going on the Kevin the gerbil ride. (laughs) But, But this makes it really hard. If you know that about the scientific side of drugs, how can you tell whether spells work or not? Because if you've had a spell cast on you, you know it, and therefore... The placebo nocebo yeah. might kick in. But if you don't know you've had a spell cast on you, how can you report any findings? Well, it reminds me of whenever I've got a headache and I take kind on of, a you know, paracetamol
0: or nurofen or something. I mean that takes, you know, what, twenty minutes, an hour to kind of kick in. But you I certainly do. I start to feel a little bit better as soon as I've taken it. Literally, as soon as it's gone down, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, and it's like there's no way it started working at that point. So uh, that you know, similar theory, isn't it? Of, but I guess that's a psychological thing. But you're saying some people who wouldn't even have that psych psych um, psychological connection might have the same effect as me when i took it
1: that's right yeah that's right that's right they they might and then when you start talking about changing reality that then turns us back into spells Mm. and ideally what you would want to do is is like literally cast a spell on a bunch of people and then observe from afar just (laughs) like giving a drug Is that what you've done this week? Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I'm I'm not going to end up in the
0: bath with salt around me and crucifixes. I
1: paid a white witch to put a fortune spell on you and I for finance and work.
0: Oh, that's so weird. Well, the one that happened to me is, uh, again, I don't want to go into too much detail, but it has connections with finance, the thing that happened to me that was really good.
1: And I had a financial thing coming as well, which I had no sight of either. Wow. Yes. I. Wednesday was a much better day in my bank account than I was imagining it was going to be. Well, Wednesday is when I had my thing as well. And I did this last Monday, or Sunday. No, Monday. Wow. Now, it ain't scientific, and... That is
0: crazy. This
1: is not meant to be an endorsement or anything. People who practice spells and stuff like this is absolutely not meant to try to uh, undermine anything you do but it's just a very interesting survey of two people because as soon as i'd had the spell cast i also felt more positive really and i wondered, but you didn't know you had a spell i did no but i wondered if you
0: i started thinking he might be sending me oh i actually i'm i wasn't expecting you to say you kind of actually contacted a white witch i was thinking oh he's probably been giving me positive thought vibes or something and actually as the episode went on maybe you wrote something down on a bit of paper or something but wow that's incredible yeah no, I am. Um... Can I just say at this point though, because I noticed this on social media. Sometimes when we post on social media, you get those people saying, "Oh, like your episode," and "Oh, this guy really helped me get my ex partner back." All you have to do is contact them on WhatsApp and pay them a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. And so, if you just don't do
1: it, don't do it. <laughs> don't do that. No. No, no, this caused me a donation of £3.50. Right, cool. Which went to charity. Yeah, do something like that. Don't go for these
0: scammers on the internet.
1: No, no, no. This person was a very lovely person and understood that I wasn't necessarily believing it or not believing it and i didn't i did say what i was doing it for and i said it's with all the good intentions and that's what matters the fact it was a good intention and 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 what detail did you have to give her much or any just just our names right and um she said what what would you like luck in I said finance and uh, and work because I had a an eye on you doing your, your essay. I thought maybe I'll have a breakthrough and discover an amazing piece of source material. <laughs> right, and <laughs> Didn't I thought that. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll kick off our Patreon and we'll have a hundred thousand yeah, yeah. Patreons.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow, mm. wow, that is amazing. Oh, weirdly, actually. Because uh, again, because you'd said that, I did buy a lottery ticket this week, but I haven't. I haven't checked.
1: No, you haven't checked it. No I way. I haven't checked the numbers. No. If that comes through, yeah this will be the last <laughs> yes yeah, yeah it's been nice knowing
0: you no if that if that comes depends how much i've won whether i'll let anyone know or not we're
1: back it yeah. was five pounds yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah we're back
1: from our new luxury studio <laughs> i say luxury it's got 10 bags of walkers crisps in it now yeah, where so we couldn't afford them before that is luxury but that's see, amazing, Ben. What a great thing. What a great idea. That's really funny. But you see how difficult it is to know the efficacy of these things. If we can't work it out, as I say, in the medical world, what's to say that we can work it out in the real world? But I think like the greatest thing that I took from this, if we just take the paranormal out of it for a second, when people say, <laughs> don't listen to the bad stuff, listen to the good stuff, mm. it self-manifests. Yeah. It. This is the evidence that it kind of does. And now I sound like a new age hippie. I don't mean that at all. But if you start thinking, oh, maybe things will go my way. Mm. Maybe they
0: do. I think in psychology it's called reframing. So if somebody has a negative thought or belief about it, you do kind of go, have you thought about it in a different way? Or what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, like, so I think there is a re- reframing, I believe, is uh, sounds very similar to that.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, it does, it does, but I still—wow—I still wonder what happened to poor Christopher Case.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's—I think what's fascinating is that you were sp- in the in the one that we did, you did on us. You were quite specific, you know what I mean. So, you know, if it had been, I guess you could have been more specific, but kind of tying it into something financial. And both of us have a connection of the good thing that happened this week that has a financial element to it. That's fascinating.
1: Yeah. Well, I could have asked asked her maybe, I don't know, to get you a pair of green shoes. But I think, I don't know, that would have felt overly contrived. But in this way, maybe it's underly contrived. Maybe all those things would have happened anyway. I tell you what, for £3.50, can you not
0: just pay her to kind of, you know times our numbers by ten.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good idea i wonder if she'll do a... i mean that's
0: probably that's probably the, the, that would be the most marketing we've ever done but three pound fifty <laughs> i'll go halves with you a download spell yeah
1: well um that is sort of where i got to well wow, that's amazing and by the, the way, power of words and and whoever
0: the white witch is thank you for that whether you had any influence or not it's um It's amazing. And like you said, I did feel more positive. A a really good example. It's really funny. So we always have a kind of coffee pot on the go, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's some coffee left over from the night before that you can kind of use, get a bit of milk, microwave, that whole thing. And there's always this thing in the morning with whoever gets up first has a little look at the coffee pot to see if there's any left. And then there isn't. It's then your responsibility to make a pot of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And it's one of those where I go down. If I'm first, I always go, is there going to be? No, there's not enough. Damn, I've got to make a coffee. And... uh, It was funny because after you'd said this to me on the Sunday, I'd had a really good night's sleep as well. And I got up and I checked the coffee pot and there was just enough for one coffee. And I made myself a coffee. But my positive state of mind, I went, oh, it's a bit mean just to take the last of the coffee. Normally we don't care about that sort of thing. So I made another pot for when my wife got up. So there was a difference in attitude. Like I said, going to that meeting you know i've I've wasted you know an hour and 20 minutes driving to a meeting that had been cancelled and if i checked my email it would have been i was like ah, i'm listening to music it's all right it's fine so it did give me a different vibe because i knew something was afoot
1: I didn't put a coffee spell on you.
0: No, no that would have been very specific. That
1: would—you'd have to cast it like Gareth Hunt used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah the three,
0: that is such a niche reference.
1: <laughs> Target audience, but uh, just just uh, Google Gareth Hunt with a handful of coffee beans. Yeah, be
0: careful what you write. Yes, that's Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that is very funny. Oh well, wow, what a great
1: experiment. Good one, Ben. Well, we—that is a really good experiment. Really good thank you very much and um if any of the listeners like maybe some of you practice in fact i know a couple of you do um and once again i say this is not meant to offend this is meant for a couple of people who don't know what they're talking about in this area to kind of go how could this possibly be and a it back to science my conclusion is it could be anything yeah uh, it yeah. really could
0: yeah but it's a, like i said it's a good journey like we always say it's a good journey that that we've we've been on even if we don't come to a conclusion now normally ben at this part of the podcast we say like subscribe do all that kind of leave a review why don't we just pay our good luck forward and just hope that anyone who's listened to this podcast for the next seven days will have a really positive week
1: oh that's a great idea actually yes yeah it's a bit miserable out there at the moment so yeah.
0: so yes that's what we're going to do we're not going to do anything for ourselves. We're going to pay it forward all of you are listening have a fantastic
1: week and uh yeah i tell you what let us know if anything great happens to you in the week i've got uh, by the way you've just reminded me i t- i i told somebody to pay something forward i gave them doesn't really matter what i gave them it was it was inconsequential to me but i gave them something and i said pay it forward and they said what do you mean i said well i know you go over a toll bridge pay for the person behind you or pay for someone's food in the drive through at mcdonald's right and uh i don't think she really understood me this <laughs> sounds like i've made up a joke but it's not right i said she texted me and said i did what you said i got i paid for someone's food and I said oh that's brilliant what happened she said I think they were a bit annoyed because I got their food So they paid for the food that the pe- the person in the car behind it ordered and picked it up and then drove off with it <laughs> I was like no you completely missed the point <laughs> that is the complete opposite of paying it for you're forward, supposed to leave it for them that's, that, that's <laughs> screwing you over backwards not paying it for. absolutely <laughs> amazing that's amazing brilliant. she's a very clever person I just think she hadn't kind of thought it Come through on. Well, if you
0: don't know the concept it's like yeah yeah so yeah if you have something good happen to you try and do something good for somebody else i know it's it's pretty measly of us just saying to anyone listening have a good week but it's the power of words isn't
1: it it's the power of words it's the power of words
0: let us know if you did have anything and um yeah brilliant that was really good ben really good oh and well, thanks to lily the witch by the way thank you yeah, for your thanks help. lily the witch that's amazing um Well, we'll uh, we'll see. I'm feeling all positive again. We will see you next week with some more great quantum (laughs) mechanicsness.
1: See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: quantum mechanics